With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We are continuing to go deeper in prayer and the word of God. And we are continuing for the month of December with the great revival fire and spiritual explosion. Today, ministering to us and the open word will be the Pastor Glenn McKinney out of uh, the St. Stephen's Cathedral Church of God and Christ in San Diego, California. This, my brother, uh, stepped in to be the pastor when the late Bishop McKinney, George McKinney, passed away. He was chosen to pastor the church at St. Stephen's Cathedral. Let us receive um, the bread set at the Lord's table this morning to receive the bread of life. And let us hold our cups up to heaven that we may receive the living waters, the living waters that will bring us great revival, that will bring us great deliverance and great restoration, great miracles and great salvation. Let us not only be hearers of the word today, but let us be doers of the word. Let us apply the word to our situations today and our families and our communities. And let us move forward ending in 2022 to the purpose for the kingdom of heaven, and that is being a witness, winning souls, and expanding heaven in this end time. In this end time, uh, the Lord does not have racial boundaries uh, of salvation. He is an all-God salvation. 
and uh, we are reaching out across the world to win souls for Christ and to minister the Word of God to be a blessing to the church body. The Lord Jesus does not have a race culture, racism in him at all. He is a multicultural God. He is God Almighty. And so we are opening our hearts up for the Word of God that will not only reach uh, within the United States, but will reach around the world to ministers to our brothers and sisters and to those that he's calling to salvation. Breaking the bread of life this morning is the pastor, Glenn McKinney, of the St. Stephen's Cathedral Church of God in Christ and San Diego, California. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you, Evangelist. It is so good to be in the land of the living. We thank God for all that he's doing in this troubled time that we find ourselves. Uh, it's so easy to be distracted by what we see in front of us, by the enemy's devices. It's so easy to lose track of what purpose and, 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 and goals God has given us to achieve just because of what we may be facing, what we may be enduring. But I'm calling, I'm on this line to give you encouragement. And I'm so glad that the Word of God gives us encouragement. And the beautiful thing about the Word of God, it's a living uh, word. It's a living document that speaks to us on a daily basis if we allow it. Uh, the problem in our uh, approach to reading the word is that we pick and choose what feels good to us, what we like, and we, 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 we don't look at the things that uh, necessarily uh, that, that, that are hard to um, that are hard to uh, apply to our life, and that is something that is uh, that is uh, unfortunate. So, uh, when we read the Word, there should always be a, a point of contention because it is your spirit um, uh, uh, coming. Uh, the Word of God is enlightening your spirit, and sometimes the flesh can't handle that. The flesh doesn't doesn't want it. The flesh wants to do what it wants to do. And as uh, the evangelist so eloquently put, our mission should be to win souls to Christ, to win souls to Christ. And I believe that one of some of the uh, issues that we have with winning souls to Christ is that sometimes we have a tendency uh, not to present a gospel that's real, something that's tangible. Um, and sometimes we uh, present a gospel that that that, sums, that seems like a fairy tale. We don't deal with our own issues and our own problems and allow the gospel to minister to us. So many people have put on a face uh, that 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 looks good, but they have not dealt with the issues that life brings. I, I'm I'm reminded of the psalmist uh, uh, Andre Crouch, who so eloquently put in one of his songs, he said, how would I know that if I never had a problem, how would I know 
that God can solve them? How, how would I know that I can trust and depend on his word? And, and, and we as believers, especially in this time, we have to come to a place where we can be honest with ourselves and, and give to God the things that we struggle with, the things that we have problems with, and allow the Spirit of, the God, the Spirit of God to manifest himself in, in a way that will, that will bring clarity, that will bring uh, um, uh, understanding, and that will propel us into a place where our faith, our faith really draws people in. Uh, some of the problems that we face today is that we live this, we try to portray this gospel in a way that, 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 that seems unattainable and where you have people who are struggling. You have people who are really wanting to uh, experience what God has, but the, the, the people who have claimed to be Christian, claimed to be believers, have misrepresented what the word says, and it causes uh, great contention uh, amongst the people. It causes great confusion, and when we are new uh, or we're on the fence trying to see this guy, every, everybody has a God-sized vacuum in them. Everybody is searching for God, whether you claim to be atheist, agnostic, um, it, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody, had, that's the, just the way we were created. Uh, we were created so that at some point in our life, we would, the, 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 you know, the, the Spirit of God would manifest and we would connect so that we could live our best life. We could live a life for, for Christ and living in, in a way that is so attractive that people would see you and, and, and want to be like you and people would see you and your, your life would be a testimony to people everywhere. Now, now, one of the things that I, I like to do, and before I get into this, I'm just going to say a prayer. And, and I want to thank everybody who has uh, made the line today. It's, it's early in the morning. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're here in uh, California, and it's early in the morning. But the Bible tells us early, David said, early in the morning will I seek you. And, and, and what I found is when you seek him early in the morning, it puts on a, a, a spiritual awareness that helps you throughout the day. You know, God, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And as we find ourselves in such a tumultuous time in which we live, you know, we have to seek God. And, and we have to not lean on our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all, uh, in all of our ways so he can direct us. So when he's directing us and we're truly living by faith, and we are letting the word guide us, we are letting the word minister to us, it changes our very attitude. It changes our very appearance. It changes, I mean, the world around you could be just falling in, but people will see the light of Christ in you and, and wonder, how are you surviving through all that I see you're going through? And it's a great testimony. It's a great testimony just to share, hey, this is the love of Christ. I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. I know that God's glory will be revealed by what I'm going through, and he is going to teach me something. So, so David also said it was good that I was afflicted because I, I, I know, I know for myself that God can bring me out. And I'm thankful that we have a God that, that is not slack in his blessings to us, is not slack in, in his rescuing us. 
He knows what we're going through. The word of God tells us that he will never leave us or forsake us. So that being said, I'm just going to go before the throne of grace. Father God, we are taught in all things to give you thanks and to give you glory, to give you praise. Lord, we thank you for life itself. We thank you for waking us up this morning, for we know that there are many, many that did not wake up this morning, who had plans today, who who, who knew, oh God, that, that they would uh, uh, just be in the same routine as they were before, but life dealt them death they weren't expecting. But Lord, we're here, and we give you praise. We're still here, and while we're here, Lord, give us the grace to walk this journey that our lives, oh God, would be compelling to others, that they would see the Christ in us, they would see your spirit all on us. Oh, God, that it would compel others to surrender themselves to you. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing in our lives. And, Lord, even though some of us are uh, fearful for the times in which we find ourselves, Lord, we will not fear because, Lord, you did not give us a spirit of fear but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And we thank you for the sound mind and the, and, 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 and the love, oh God, for these are the things that will show your power in our lives, where others look at times and, and the seasons uh, and looking for a sign from the seasons that come. Lord, we're looking to you. Oh, God, we're looking to the hills because our help comes from you, from the hills, and we thank you, God, we thank you for just being a faithful God, for being a God that loves us in spite of us. God, you've shown yourself mighty. You've shown, you've shown yourself merciful in our lives. And with that being said, God, we ask that you would forgive us of our sin, O oh God. Blot out every transgression. Lord, give us, O oh God, a spirit of humility so that when your spirit shows us where we're erring, that we would be quick to ask for repentance, quick to ask for forgiveness, and quick to correct those things so that we would live a life that pleases you. We thank you, God, because, Lord, you have been everything to us. We don't need to look for anyone else because you are our king. You are our treasury. You are all that we need, and we thank you for being who you are. Now, Lord, I ask, oh, God, that those who are listening, that they would be blessed by the word, that your word would come and, and give them strength and give them, oh, God, the impetus, oh, God, to, to continue the fight, to continue the journey. Lord, there's some that are battling depression, some that are battling uh, mental illness, some are battling a uh, disease in their body. But, Lord, you have shown yourself to be the God of healing, a God that heals us. And, Lord, we thank you for your healing. So any of us, oh, God, who is going through a dark night of the soul, let your light shine in us, oh, God, that we would be encouraged, that we would not look at the situation we may find ourselves in, but we would look at, at, at the redemption that you offer us, the healing and the reconciliation that you offer us. We thank you, Father. God, we thank you. For, for, for sending your son, oh, God, and allowing your son to show us and to set an example of what the experience of man, uh, of, of the human experience can be like, how we can, and, and how we can be better and how we can look to you. And, and, and through your example that you've shown us, we can embrace 
what you've shown us and have a better life. Oh, God, we thank you and we praise you. And all these things, oh, God, we ask in your precious name. Amen, amen, amen. So I'm going to come to you today uh, from the book of James. The book of James is one of my favorite books. It is known, um, theologians have called it the, the Proverbs of the New Testament. And what I love about James is that he shows us how to live a practical gospel, shows us how to be honest with ourselves, shows us that, hey, you know, we don't always get it right. Shows us that, hey, we got issues, we got struggles with life, but we serve a God that gives us all that we need to get through the struggles that we uh, face. James, as you know, was the brother of Jesus, and uh, there's some other interesting facts. He was the half-brother of Jesus. Um, He did not believe in his brother until after the resurrection. And we, we, we look at that, and we, if we just look in our own lives, a lot of us have siblings that we grew up with. I'm the youngest of five. And uh, my brothers, um, sometimes, you know, they would terrorize me because I was the youngest. And I would terrorize them back by telling on them. I would go to my parents and tell them. They, they called me a tattletale, and they would still deal, deal with me after my parents left uh, the house. But but you can see that the, the the frolicking and the relationship and the play between brothers and sometimes it you know familiarity breeds contempt. Sometimes you don't respect your brother because you grew up with him. You grew up with him, and 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 you know everything about him. I'm sure that you know Jesus was you know he was a a, a boy. He grew up a boy. He doesn't talk in the scriptures about you know his relationship too much with his brothers. And his mother, and and you know they, you know as far as him being disciplined, as far as him, uh, you know just dealing with life as you know coming to find out who he was. So I'm sure that as the ministry became clear to him, and he started walking in his ministry, there was a bit of of confusion uh, from his brother saying, "That's just gee, that's my brother. He used to hit me in the back of the head, and and you know uh, eat off my plate." when I didn't want him to. He used to get on my nerves. And so I'm sure that there was some kind of contention with, or, or, or a, a cognitive dissonance for them, knowing that the truth of the matter is their brother was the Savior. Their brother was the Son of God. And they had to deal with, uh, deal with it because they knew Jesus as a boy. But now they're seeing Jesus doing miracles. They're seeing Jesus uh, uh, heal the sick and raise the dead. They're seeing Jesus doing all these things that only God can do because not only was he man, but he was God. And so with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm sure that James had to come and wrestle with the truth of his brother. And when he did, he became one of the most prolific writers um, and, 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 and leaders in the early church. And he writes this letter of James uh, around 49 AD. So 49 years after Christ had, 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 had uh, died and resurrected and ascended back to the Father. So now we're seeing James who has come to the place of knowing that his brother was the Christ, was the Savior. Now he's coming to a place and knowing and walking into his maturity. And as he's walking into his maturity, he is, he is probably has the, the best perspective of this because he saw Jesus in a way that no one else saw him because he was his brother. Now, this letter that James writes is very practical. It's filled with ideas on how to live out your faith in a practical way. And we thank God because sometimes, as I stated earlier, sometimes we make this gospel so hard to achieve and attainable for people that people are not uh, willing to even try because sometimes the saints of God, sometimes we can be so snooty. I remember a story when, when uh, um, uh, a gentleman who got saved and the Lord blessed him as he got saved to, to speak in tongues. He, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit the moment he got saved. And a friend of his who had been saved a little longer, it took him a little longer to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So when the friend who was baptized in the Holy Spirit went to tell his other friend, I spoke in tongues, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, that the one who was supposed to be a little mature and to thank God for what he did in him, he told him, man, that probably wasn't it because it took me a little longer to, you know. So, you know, we're quick to hate on each other. And there should be no hating in, 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 but celebrating. There should be no hating in the body of Christ. We should be a, at a place where we celebrate each other love each other, encourage each other. So, so, so James shows us how to do this in a practical way. Now, let's go to James, the first chapter. I'm going to read a few verses. Uh, James chapter 1, and we're, we're going to go um, 18 verses. We're going to read 18 verses. And uh, it says, James, James chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of God, and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trials, that, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. And if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice 
in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof faileth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust, then when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Last verse for today. Of his own will begat he with the word of truth, that we should be a, a kind of first fruit of his creatures. Hallelujah. May God add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Now, James really attacks so much in this first part of the book. He talks about trials. He talks about lack of wisdom. He talks about humbling circumstances. He talks about temptation. Now, we all have temptations that we deal with, and it's good for us as we read and extract the nuggets from the Scripture. It's good for us who are saved, who love God, who have walked in uh, the way for a while. It's, it, it doesn't really matter if you've walked in the way for a while or if you're new to this, but it's good for all of us to have a support group. No man is an island when we need each other. So when we come to a place of maturity, we should always have someone in our circle that we can be real with. Hey, brother, I'm having a struggle, and I need to talk to you about it. I don't care if you're a pastor, a bishop. I don't care if you're a deacon, and you're in a place where people look at you as a prominent person. Sometimes we, we, we kind of believe the hype that people give us. We do something so well. We preach so well. We pray so well. We serve so well. We allow the gift of God to, to, to manifest in our life so much that people around us are so blessed that they don't think that we struggle. They don't think that we have problems. They don't think that, 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 that the issues that we wrestle with are really sometimes so bothersome but we need to have someone in our life, in our circle, that's not going to judge us, that's going to pray for us, that's going to encourage us in those areas where we're having struggle. As long as you're in this body, as long as you're living this life, you're going to struggle with some things. And, 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 and what James so eloquently said, even in the second verse, he said, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now, we have to ask ourselves, how, how many times, how, how often do we count it all joy when we fall into various 
trials, when we fall into problems, when we fall, when we when, when our issues seem to take us over, how many of us really count it all joy, or do we like to have a pity party, or we like to to question God, like why are you doing this to me, and and we get mad at God because things have not worked out the way we want them, and sometimes we fall into this place where we when we're going through something, we get angry with God because what we want, our will, is not being honored. Our will, listen to that, our will is not being honored. When we look at Jesus, Jesus showed us he had the same issues. The issue in the garden when he said, Father, if this cup could pass, I'm sure Jesus was at a place where he saw people being blessed by his ministry. He saw the, I mean, can you imagine you praying for somebody and they were dead and they come to life? You, you, you pray and put spit in, in dirt and make a, a salve out of it and put it in somebody's eyes and a person that was blinded all their life, and now they can see? Can you imagine how that made Jesus feel that I'm on my mission I'm doing what God has called me to do. But he came to the place where it had to end. He came to the culmination, the zenith of his ministry, and it had to end. And I'm sure that he had to grapple with that. He had to wrestle with this. And in the garden when he was praying, he said, Father, if this cup could pass, I don't want to die like this. I'm not ready for this yet. I want to do some more healing. I want to feed and, 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 and expand uh, more fish and loaves. I want to do some more miracles. I think I can do some more traveling. I can go some, to some places that the gospel has not been heard. I want, to, I, want to, I want to extend my mission. But what was tantamount in his prayer, he said, nevertheless, not my will but your will be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. We, have found, we find ourselves in a time where it is a microwave mentality in which we have to wrestle. We want what we want when we want it. And we have to look at this. Let's understand. When I put some food in the microwave, Yes, it, it warms it up quickly, but it's not the same as when it goes into the oven and takes some time and cooks. It'll do in a pinch. The microwave will do in a pinch, but it doesn't substitute the time in which the process of the juices and the spices and the heat interact with each other. The seasoning begun, begins to take a, uh, another flavor that the microwave can't give you. We live in a time where we are cool with the microwave and we want, and we try to approach the throne of grace with a microwave mentality and it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And what that does is circumvents, it short circuits God's, God's spirit working through us, taking us through a process of maturity and understanding, taking a look at who we are. Jesus, when he was in the garden, he took a look at himself. He said, uh, not my will, but your will be done. I want a certain thing. I want something to happen. But I didn't come here for that. 
I came here that your will would be fulfilled, and for that I will submit to your will. We have to learn to submit to God's will. And in submitting to his will, there's a restoration that happens to us. There is a, 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 an epiphany, an awakening that happens, that we experience through submission to his will. We can then see ourselves for who we are. We can see ourselves in a place that it might not look so good where we are. But when we're humbled and when we're submissive to God's will, we're open for the correction. We're open to look at ourselves and say, hey, I'm, I'm messed up in this area. I'm having problems in this area. And if I'm not careful, I will, I will uh, uh, lean on the areas where I find myself gifted and not deal with the areas that, that, uh, that, that I'm struggling with. I just can't sweep those areas under the carpet. And, and, and play a role that, that, that everybody thinks I'm Mr. Perfect because, you know, I do this well or I do that well. But this gospel is a, a holistic gospel. It deals with the whole of man. It deals with my, my, my mind, my, my heart, my soul, my spirit. It deals with all of that. And in dealing with that, I have to be aware that if I'm not careful, if I don't deal with my issues, if I don't confess my sins, then I will be living a life that is, that, that, that is deceptive. And if you look around, if you take a look, take a survey, as a, as a Christian, as the believer, is quickly being discounted in, this, in, in, in our life. It's because one of the big major reasons, I believe, is because we have not been real with our lives. You see a lot of people who are caught in, in different issues and different uh, scandals who are in the ministry. And, and, and then it, 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 and, and it is because we have not dealt with the thing. Do you think God is going to throw us away because we struggle in that area? Do you think we can fool God? We, we can't fool God. He knows that more about us than you know about it, than we know about ourselves. And, and for us to not deal and confess and to bring that thing before God, we do ourselves a great disservice. For one, we don't give God a chance to work through our issue. And sometimes the issue that we face or we struggle with is an area in which we can use to encourage others. When I have in the past dealt with preachers and leaders who were honest and open about how God is working through them in their struggle. Now, I'm not saying we focus on our struggles. No, we don't. We focus on a Christ who can deliver us from our struggles. But it's, it's important for us to be honest and not pretend like these things are not happening. It's important for us to share. I'm not saying broadcast your business to, you know, get in the pulpit on Sunday and tell everybody about your business. No, I'm, I'm saying it's important to have a circle of friends who you know who can get a prayer through, who you know who love God and love you, who you know that they can be honest with you with, your, with their struggles. So it's a, it, it's a, a, 
It's a quid pro quo situation I, where I'm scratching his back. He's scratching mine. We're helping each other out in this situation. We need to find ourselves in, in, in we need to develop more relationships like that so that we can grow and be a unified body, not using the issues that we find against each other, but but using them as a point of prayer. I'm going to pray for you because you want this. You 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 want this struggle to you want you want God to work in this struggle that you're having, and I'm gonna pray for you. And guess what? I got some struggles that that I want you to help and pray with me. We see the enemy. The enemy is described as a as a being that's his whole mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. He the Bible calls him as like a roaring lion. Seeking as he's driving, as he's as he's uh, going through, as he's journeying on this earth, he's looking at who he can destroy, who he can take down, and 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 that, my friends, that 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 whole mission of the enemy is real, and when the enemy is is, is trying to do this, what he tries to do is isolate you. I can remember growing up looking at the wild animal kingdom with Mutual Omaha with, uh, I can't remember the, the gentleman's name that hosted it, but it often showed the life of animals. And sometimes it would spotlight the, the lion in which the, 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 the Bible describes as Satan, the, the lion, is looking at who he can devour. And often when we look at the lion on these shows, on these nature shows, he will always go after the weakest the, the weakest prey, and, and some of his tactics would be to isolate that prey so that that prey would not have a, 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 a connection with, with, with the community. He takes them out of the, of the community in which he's in so that he can have his way, and that's what the enemy is doing. So never more than a time that we live in must we be unified as the body, not judging one another, not holding, not, not, not dogging each other out. Because the truth is, when I dog you out, I'm not looking at the areas in which I need help in. I'm just focusing on you. But if we truly can become a body of believers who can confess our sins amongst each other, who can really do that and not use it as a, a way to come up on somebody or make the, a way to make somebody feel bad or use it to, to tear somebody down. If we can truly be a unified body, then that itself would be so attractive. It would draw men to this movement. Jesus, when he came in his ministry, he started a movement. It was a it was a special movement that he started. It was, it was, th th this gospel was so compelling that it caused people to, to leave the life. I mean, when he ministered to the disciples, they left. After catching a big catch, they left what they did. They left their livelihood because they were so compelled by what Jesus was doing. They wanted to, to be in his presence. They, their, their livelihood didn't make much sense to them anymore. They, they didn't have an interest in it. Their only interest was to follow Christ. And when we do this to display 
the beauty of Christ through unity, through love, it's going to cause people to submit and want to know more about this Jesus. Now, I talked about trials, humbling circumstances, lack of wisdom. I'm not saying, well, James talks about this in this passage of Scripture. Lack of wisdom and temptation. And, and, and again, in verse 2, it says, count it all the joy when you fall into various trials. Verse 9, it goes to say, let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. When you're of low degree, sometimes people will look down on you. Sometimes the enemy will come and use that situation in which you find yourself and try to capitalize and keep you down. Look, your daddy didn't do much. Your mama didn't do much. You, 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 you came from a place that nobody respected, and you're just going to carry that on. That's just your lot in life. But, but James so, speedy, so eloquently speaks to this because he knows that a lot of people deal with this issue, feeling that there's no other way. I'm, I'm born of low degree, and this is the way it is. This is, the, this is my lot in life. James deals with that and says, if you find yourself in that place, uh, rejoice in that he is exalted. And when God is exalted, we are exalted. Why, you may ask, why are we exalted? Because God is, because we belong to him. It's just like a parent who loves his child. When that parent comes to a place of success, there's nobody on the earth that those parents are going to bless more than the children. And God loves us so much. He sees our struggles. He sees where we are. And he wants to exalt us. As we're exalted in him, then... He puts us in a place that no one can take us. No one can snatch it out of our hands because God has put us there. In verse 5, it talks about, I'm just skipping around here. I know we don't have much time. But in verse 5, it talks about if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. When we look at our world, we peruse our life, this journey that we're on in this and, and, and just the issues we find ourselves, we see the problem is a lack of wisdom. We see a lack of wisdom in our churches. We see a lack of wisdom on our jobs. We see a lack of wisdom everywhere. And James so eloquently puts it, if you lack, all you need to do is ask God, and he will give it to you freely. And, and he won't hold back. He'll give you what you need in the wisdom department. Why is it that we... When, 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 when James promises us this wisdom, why aren't we not embodying this wisdom in our life? Oh, with, with, with wisdom comes great responsibility. Sometimes with wisdom, and we walk in this wisdom, it will put us in places that people are looking for and people are depending on you. I think sometimes we don't want that responsibility. But again, it's not about us, not our will, but his will being done in our lives. And it means, if it means that I must ask for wisdom so that I can navigate or lead people to, to, to come to you and ask for wisdom too, then Lord, use me. Do what you will. Let it happen. Hallelujah. 
let it happen. And then verse 13 talks about temptation. Sometimes we're not real. Verse 13, let's, let, let, let's read it real quick. Verse 13, it says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot, cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. We're looking at this verse, and so often we're always looking to put the blame on somebody. We don't want to look at it for our own shortcomings, or our own, oh, is it, uh, is it the devil made me do it. You know, the, uh, we, we want to blame somebody. We don't want to take onus on the things that we fall in. God has given us enough grace to deal with temptation. God has given us enough. He's equipped us with enough to overcome. But we fall victim to temptation because we want to or we don't want to fight. Or, or we just, and then we come to a place, and I find, I find even in my life where you're dealing with the temptation, and it's, the temptation is so great, you don't want to put forth the effort of great prayer towards that thing because you know you're going to have to do some work. And you find yourself trying to justify what you're going through, sweeping it again under the carpet. It doesn't work like that, saints. Saints of God, we have a responsibility to be real with ourselves, to, to be quick to confess to God what our issues are, what our problems are, and, and find a group of people that we, now, now don't go to, uh, you know, Sister Sally or Brother Blue who can't keep their mouth shut and going to take your business to the street. That's where discernment comes in, Lord. And then we can pray, just God, give me discernment and put people in my circle. Even Jesus with his disciples, he had a small circle within the 12. He had a small circle that, that he spent a little more time with. He said, Lord, give me some people that, that, I can, that, that, that you would place in my circle that we can be like iron, sharpening iron, helping each other, encouraging each other, praying for each other dealing with the issues, not feeling judged, but going to the throne of grace because we know that all we need is in that throne of grace. And then when we confess our sins, he's quick to forgive us. And when we have people in our corner, you know, and it's funny, if you look at Alcoholics Anonymous or a lot of these drug programs, they've taken the concepts of the Bible, but a lot of times they leave Jesus out. But they've taken the concepts and apply them to these programs. And these programs have flourished because of the principles of the Bible. The principles of the Word of God are true, and they'll, they'll work with anybody, a saved person or not saved. You can apply those principles and, 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 and see results and see uh, 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 success. So you have these organizations who don't profess Christ but are being successful because they've applied the principles of the Word. Now, shouldn't we who profess Jesus, our Lord and Savior, shouldn't we benefit because we serve a Christ that, that, came, that came to show us the way, who died for us, who rose again, who's coming again? Shouldn't we benefit more than some groups that just are taking on the principles? Not only do we have the principles, we have the, the risen Savior who we pay homage to on a daily basis. Shouldn't we be in front? At the forefront, shouldn't we be on a, a level that, that, that would display his glory in the life of, of the believer? Yes, we should. The answer is yes, we should. 
So we need to believe this word in which we preach. We need to know it. We need to embrace it. Because the time is drawing nigh. The time is drawing nigh. In which we want to, the Bible tells us so clearly, it says, we must work the works of him while it is day. Because the night cometh when no man can work. So sometimes in, in, in our combating temptation and falling, you know, falling back or backsliding or going back, we got to look at what the Word says. Matthew 26 and 41 says, pray and be ready. Be ready for the fight. If I'm prayed up, have you ever experienced when you pray and the battle comes, you're like, oh, okay, I got this. God, you've given me strength to endure. I see it as opposed to not praying. And when it comes and you're like, oh, Lord, what is going to The sky is falling. I'm doomed. But there's something about when temptation comes, when the issues of life deal with us on a basis that we can't see our way out. Matthew 26 and 41 tells us to pray and be ready. Proverbs 4 and 23 and Philippians 4, 8 through 9 tells us to guard our heart. We have to guard our heart because that's where the Spirit of God resides in our heart. When we got saved, we said, Lord, come into my heart. Come into my heart. So the Spirit of God is residing in our heart. So we have to guard it. You know, the gold in Fort Knox is on constant surveillance. There's guards all around that place. You're not just going to go in Fort Knox and take you a gold bar. You're not taking a, a coin because they're, they're, they're looking, they're guarding that place because there's treasure in there. And our heart, in our heart resides the treasure of the Holy Ghost, and we have to guard it. And Psalms 119 and Romans 1 and, and verse 2, James 4 and 7, it talks about hiding God's word in our heart. When we hide God's word in our heart, it, it, it comes up when we need it. Have you ever been in a situation where you're faced with something great and the word of God just comes up? You, 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 you're, you're reminded of what the word of God says. Now, can you imagine being in that situation and the word of God doesn't come up because you don't read it, you don't spend time in it, and you're dealing with the situation from your vantage point, from your perspective, and, 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 and you do yourself a great service, a disservice because you have not hidden that word in your heart. So the, 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 the Bible is rife with all kind of ways in which we can overcome the enemy in this life. Second Timothy 2 and 22, it says, if all else, all else fails, run. Put your track shoes on. Run. Get out of there. There's nothing wrong with running. Get out of there. If you see yourself in a place that, that, that is not conducive for your growth, or you feel that you're going to fall, it might be, in a, and, you know, it could be some innocent things. I've heard some stories. I got a, a preacher friend of mine who was an a Uber driver. He's a bishop. He's driving Uber, you know, trying to make a little money on the side, you know. And one, one fair, this lady got in there and was trying to seduce him. 
he quickly dropped her off and got out of there. He didn't entertain and engage with this woman who had a different uh, motive and who was trying to take him down. We don't know who that woman was. She could have been a... She could have been working uh, uh, for the enemy to try to get some dirt on this bishop. But he said, I, I, so, I ran. I got, and so sometimes you got to run. So remember, God is faithful and will provide a way out. God doesn't want us to fail. God does not want us to fail, but he wants us, he wants us to understand that we are his representatives on earth. And if we're failing, if we're falling short all the time, if we're not showing any areas of victory in our life, then nobody is really going to want to adhere or to align themselves to this gospel because we have not represented the kingdom. And, 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 and what I've heard, my father used to say, the late Bishop George McKinney, he said, when man has failed God, that's when God brings a revival. When man has misrepresented God on earth, that's when God shows a revival. That's when he has to come and set, it, set the bar back. Amen? So, so, so James, let's go back to James. James, again, is a practical writer. James is a practical writer. And so I want to encourage you, when you're going through, sometimes we need things that are practical, not things that are so uh, nebulous. Things are out in space. Sometimes we just need to read something that is practical, something that I can relate to. And James is that book for us as believers because it shows us a practical way of living out our faith. It shows us a way in which we can do it, where we can be honest with each other. And where we, can, we don't have to, to lie and Say, you know, sometimes we get these little mantras. How are you doing? Oh, I'm blessing the Lord, highly favored, and not, I'm too stressed. To, I'm, 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 too stre- I'm not stressed to be. You know how we, we say all these mantras. Uh, this one lady in my church, she says, uh, I'm too blessed to be stressed with the devil's mess. <laughs> Every time you ask her, how's she doing? I'm, I'm too blessed to be stressed with the devil's And sometimes we can get into these mantras, and they, they're good. They're, they're cute. But we got to be real with ourselves. Sometimes I don't feel blessed. How do I deal with that? Sometimes I am stressed. How do I deal with that? I go to the Word and, 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 and deal with the practicality of the Word, with the issue, the, 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 the place in which I find myself. I can go to the Word, and the Word will speak to me where I'm, if I'm dealing with depression if I'm dealing with stress, if I'm dealing with temptation, if I'm dealing with these things that are inherent to the human experience, when I'm dealing with these things, I can go to the Word, and the Word will speak to me. We don't have to do it alone. The Word will speak to us. And when we approach the Word, it's very important that we pray and ask God to give us insight as before I read, before I get into this, give me insight. Let me see myself in it. Reveal yourself in it, God. I, I want to see the connection where, where, where my spirit connects with you. Do it for me, God, so that I can live this word, that I can be real. 
I hope I've encouraged you today. I'm going to end because I have to. We have a shut-in going on at six o'clock in my church. But I hope I have encouraged you, and I want to say a prayer before I end. Father God, I thank you for loving me, for loving us, in spite of us. There's nothing that gets by you, God. Lord, Lord, you know everything about us. And we thank you for not judging us and not condemning us. Lord, your word tells us and reminds us that there's no condemnation for those who know Christ. Lord, we know you in a special way. So, Lord, we're praying today that the word would become alive in us and that we would become living epistles. Yes, Lord. That, he's, that, the, that the life we live would be read by men and they would be encouraged to know that they can surrender and that you have the power. You give us the power to overcome the challenges of life. We thank you, Father. Because you've never failed us, nor will you ever fail us. We can hang our hat on what your word says. We don't have to look anywhere else. And, Father God, I ask, oh God, if there's maybe someone who's listening who has not surrendered their life to you, Lord, I ask, oh God, that you would come in their life today as they confess to you that they need you, as they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart, that you are the Savior in which they need, that they believe, they confess that they believe that you died on the cross and that you rose again. Lord, when they come into that place of belief and when they have invited you into their heart, we know that they are saved. And, Lord, I ask that that relationship would flourish, that it would grow. And I also, God, ask that those who are going through a dark night of the soul, that they would remember what the word says about struggle. Lord, we're reminded, God, we're reminded what your prophet Jeremiah went through. When you gave him that mission to share a prophetic word with the nation, he was scoffed at, looked down upon. No one took him seriously. It was so much so that he felt misguided by you. But what, is rev- uh, what resonates in that exchange is when he said, nevertheless, God, it's like fire shut up in my bones. And he continued to do in spite of him not seeing what he wanted to see. He continued because that fire that was shut up in his bones would not let him stop. And, Lord, we're asking, oh, God, that that same fire would, would, would overtake us, that we yeah. would not be discouraged by what we don't see or when we want to see it and now and we want to see people's lives change. Lord, put that fire in us that no matter the outcome, we're still going to stay faithful and true to the calling that you've given us. We thank you for this time early in the morning as we're seeking your face. We thank you for this time in which you've given us. And we ask, oh God, that you would lead us and guide us in our way. And we'll give you the praise. Forgive us of our sin. Blot out every transgression. We repent, God, 
Let us live a life of humility and repentance. Let repentance be close to us. Let humility be close to us. Take away pride in the name of Jesus. And let us live a life that will encourage others. And we'll always give you the thanks. We'll always give you the praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 What a word from the Lord. What a rhema word from the Lord. Encouragement through struggles, through the struggles of life, practical living in faith. What a word. Thank you, Pastor uh, Glenn McKinney, for that powerful word of God to for us to apply my God what a word what a word from God hallelujah thank you Lord go forth in prayer go forth in prayer my sisters thank you pastor we appreciate you for taking time doing your shut-in to minister to us in word God bless you go forth in prayer my God bless sisters. you it's go my pleasure thank you thank you hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah thank you. glory we give you the glory thank you Lord Thank, thank you, you Jesus. Thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you. We thank you. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, God, we thank you this morning. We give you praise and we give you glory. God, we thank you for another chance, oh, God, to bow before your throne of grace, oh, God. Father God, to eat of your word this morning, Father. Strengthen your people even more, Father God. Send forth your word into the atmosphere, God. Oh, Father God, that would compel the people to come to you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we lift you up this morning. We magnify your holy and righteous name. Father God, realizing without you we are nothing, but in you, Father God, we live, we move, and we have all of our being. God, we thank you for the word bearer upon this morning, Father. God, I ask that you restore everything that he have poured out, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, fill him up to the overflow this morning. God, in the name of Jesus, we bind anything that comes to attack him, oh God. We bind every, every plot and plan of the enemy, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, asking that you continue to strengthen him, oh God. Order his in you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we give you praise for him this morning, Father. Bless his family. Bless his children, oh God. Bless him going in and bless him coming out, oh God. Asking that you would bless everything that's concerning Pastor Glenn this morning, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift him up on every side, oh God. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for using him this morning, Father. Lord God, to bring your raiment a word, oh God, as we feast at the table, to know that you are God, to strengthen us even more, to have faith, to know that we need to be anchored in you, oh God, that your word would not return to you, Lord, Father God, but it would go out and accomplish the things that you are sending out to do, Father. Let us, oh God, keep that word in our heart, oh God, that as we go out and minister, oh God, Father God, with the word in our heart, we can show love. Oh God, Lord God, we can compel to let them know that you are God. And besides you, there is no other that you are loving God. Oh, Father God, that you have a shepherd this morning that we shall not want, Father. Lord God, that we lead not to our own understanding, but in you, oh God. We acknowledge you, and you said you would direct our path, oh God. Lord God, lead us today, Father, wherever you would have us 
to go, Father, what you would have us to do, Father. But we walk in by faith and not by sight, Father, asking that you would bless your people today, God, the reason for this season, oh, God, let us not forget, oh, God. Oh, Father, God, that is a miracle, God. God, are you worth miracles daily, Father. Lord God, but this day we come to rejoice, oh, God, during this season, Father. Lord, asking that you would bless the families today, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, they are preparing, oh God. Lord God, to be with family. Lord, I ask that you would be in the midst of they do not forget, oh God, that you are God, oh Father. That we are celebrating you during this special time of the year, God. And I ask that you would bless your people today, God. By that spirit of suicide, oh God. That Lord God seem to love around this time of the year. Father, we bind every pride and plan, oh God. Father God, I pray this that you would send your spirit of peace upon your people, God. Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, have that realm in the bush that will minister, oh God, to let them know that there's another way, God. Oh, Father God, that you're the lifted up the bow down here, God. Father God, that you're peace in the midst of the storm, and nothing is too hard for you, God. Nothing up under the sun, oh God, that surprises you, Father. Lord God, I thank you for it this morning. Lord, and I that you would bless each and every one that's on this line, God. Go before him this morning, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, make a way for him this morning. Some come for one thing and some for another. But, God, you know the hearts of your people. God, do it like only you can, Father. What's impossible with man is impossible with you, Father. And we look yes, to you Lord. this morning, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you for it and we praise you for it, God. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, Lord, I just pray uh, this this prayer, this quick prayer, Lord, let the mantle of rejoicing fall on your people. The mantle of rejoicing fall on your people throughout this world that's going through the struggles, as in James. Let them begin to rejoice. The mantle of rejoicing the mantle of rejoicing that brings about redemption, the mantle of rejoicing that brings about uh, restoration, the mantle of rejoicing that brings about reconciliation, the mantle of rejoicing that brings revival, revival from the kingdom of heaven. Lord, equip your people Yes, yes, Lord, let the spirit of Jesus Christ flow yes. in the name of Jesus. Let it fall across this world in the name of Jesus. Let it fall on pastors. Let it fall on bishops. Let it fall yes. on yes. missionaries. Let it fall on evangelists. Let it fall, Lord. Let it, let it fall, fall on your elders and ministers. Let it fall, let it fall on those that are standing up. To yes, be a witness in this time, in the name of Jesus, the mantle yes, of rejoicing, the mantle of rejoicing from the kingdom yes, of heaven, fall, in the God. name of Jesus, let it fall. We thank let you, Lord. Fall, we thank God. you for the word. We thank you for the rhema, rhema word of God. Yes, God. Lord, send double portion of the anointing on Pastor yes, Glenn God. and his ministry. Yes, in the name of Jesus, in the send name it of now, Jesus. Lord. 
Set it now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Yes, Lord. We thank you for the souls uh, that are coming to salvation. Those that were about to throw in the towel. God is turning them around to come, yea, to come to his throne of grace today. We thank you, Lord, for the backslider that's coming to you, that's cleaning themselves off, that's digging themselves, getting themselves up out the pit Satan has tried to keep them isolated in. We thank you, Lord. We thank thank you you for our young people coming back to you. We thank you for our young adults coming back to you. We thank, thank you, Lord. You, we thank you for the sinner uh, that's being called to salvation. We thank, thank you, you for Jesus. your turning, the turning point. We thank you for the turning point. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the turning point. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give yes, you the God. honor. Thank God for salvation, the gospel message that draws people to Christ. Yes, yes Lord, God. it's all about Thank Jesus you. Christ, all about the Jesus. Son of God, the Son, yes, the Son of God. Yes, Lord, we thank you that left us an example, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, yes God, yes, let us take yes. that movement that Jesus had. Let it yes, be in Lord. us. Let it be in us. He said, greater works than these that we shall do, Jesus said it. So let that great movement be in us now. We pray in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, the spirit movement of Jesus take place. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank God for the word that have come forth. There's so much power, but it's just keeping it real. And I thank God. And God knows I thank God for Pastor Glenn McKinney. Just go way back there. And just thanking God. And I thank God for the shut-in that's going on back at, in in San Diego. We are so grateful. We got we have a closing scripture, but I want to let you know every scripture that the pastor give out it has some roots in it. Come on, and yes. foundation, step on now and know that this yes. is where we got to stand. Glory to God, and we just thank yes. God for reality and realness. How about that? Glory yes. to God. Going thank to you, Peter. Uh, the, the the first chapter beginning at the second verse. I'm going to try to hurry up because I'm all fired up. Y'all know the pastor that got me fired up, don't you? All right, <laughs> but it's revival time. If ever that we need to let a light show is now that we get souls and, and a generation that the enemy try to take out now with our youth. And we just thank God for the message this morning. And Second Peter beginning at the second first Peter second Peter the first chapter. It said, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him 
that has called us to glory and virtue. The fourth verse says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through love. And besides this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and virtue knowledge, and knowledge temperance, and temperance patience, and patience godliness, and godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Yes, yes. If these be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Thank you Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And we're going you, down Lord. to the 10th verse where it says, Wherefore, the rather brethren give diligence, make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. We're praising God for the words that have already went forth, but he tells us how to add to our faith, our wisdom, and our knowledge. And that's what the pastor was talking about that, and we just thank God. And we thank you today to be blessed as we go that the light of the Lord will shine in us. All right? And the glory of God be manifested in these last hours. All right, we are in the last days, y'all. And everything that's happening, that they show it on the news and everything, but we got to be grounded in God. And he told yeah. us when we got it, he said, ain't no corruption going to take us out. Nothing of the world going to take us out. All right? Be blessed of the Lord all day long. Amen and amen. Amen. amen.